It's another Sunday night watching the superstars fight. You know it's what we love to do. Talking about NXT or WWE, and we can't forget about AEW. Viewers' choice on the North South Coast. Viewers' choice on the North South Coast. Viewers' choice on the North South Connection. Were you a sicko that woke up at 6 o'clock in the morning to watch Elimination Chamber Perth? I'm Tim. I'm always joined by Marcus. And this is Viewer's Choice, where we watch the pay-per-view so you don't have to. And on this episode, we are covering Elimination Chamber Perth. As mentioned before, I'm Tim Taylor. I am joined by my best friend in the whole world and co-host of WWE War here on the North-South Connection. It is my good, close, personal friend, Marcus. Marcus, how are you this day, brother, brother? Uh, I am a sicko, and I was up at 6 a.m., but no, I was not watching Elimination Chamber Perth live on uh, the Peacock Network under the WWE tab. Well, so uh, were you just up for like daddy duties? Is that what it was? <laughs> yeah, it's this thing when you start, you know, becoming a responsible adult, your body just kind of wakes you up at six o'clock in the morning. What do you why <laughs> why like are you, why why are you making this like a headhunt thing? Like you're coming after me personally? No, no, I'm saying I I have a child that likes to wake up early, and I'm usually up early from for my shoot job, so. Uh, six o'clock Saturday morning seems like a good time for a pay-per-view for me um but I did yeah. not catch it live but I did catch it shortly thereafter um and I off the top here uh I low-key actually love them running pay-per-views live and in this day of streaming uh and replay availability when you catch it you catch it mm-hmm. um I think it's pretty dope I wouldn't love it for like a Wrestlemania or, or even like a Royal Rumble but like all these other pay-per-views in between, uh, sign me up, man. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, they just kind of trust you to go do your own thing. It's one of those things we've been asking WWE to do, like go to different locations. You know, we don't always need a seven or eight o'clock start time, switch things up. You know, don't baby us. Don't treat us like dummies. Well, like I thought this was a, 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 a cool thing they did, uh, airing the show live from Perth, not on tape delay, uh, and just kind of running it live and letting us catch it. Yeah, we'll have Bash in Berlin a little bit later this year, so we'll get another help heaping helping. But it'll be that uh, that uh, start time of six a.m. will be a little bit different for France. Uh, I think that's just a five-hour gap between here and Berlin. Um, all you Berliners out there, let us know if we're right or not. Um, but if it's your first time listening to Viewers Choice, your first time in a long time. Marcus and I's job is to give you the must-watch, the must-skip, and your MVP of the night. Again, a must-watch doesn't necessarily mean it's the best thing in the world, and a must-skip doesn't necessarily mean it's altogether bad. It's it, For us, at least, it's for expectations. Where did we see this before the show, after we've watched it, where does it align? And first of all, I want to give a huge shout-out to Ryan Gray and Graham Cawthon for stepping in and filling in for us uh, for the Royal Rumble for viewers choice, uh, Marcus and I took a trip to uh, catch uh, catch the, the pay-per-view with with some good friends um, over uh, with the uh, soon to be named network. So that was a super cool time. Um, so we you did. I was making towns, brother. 
I was trying to I was trying to keep Clark Kent in the oh, in the phone keep, booth keep, for keep. a second, uh, you know. Uh, but hey, you want to you want to put it on Front Street? Go ahead. But um, <laughs> neither here nor there. Regardless of wherever Marcus was, we were all watching the Royal Rumble in spirit. And uh, but a, a shout out to Ryan. Shout out to Graham. Uh, kind of weird for me, at least as a person, uh, to know that like Graham Cawthon filled in for my podcast, uh, kind of surreal, but that's just neither here nor there. Um, let's dig into the nuts and the bolts of it. And I want to start off immediately with a must watch and surprisingly it's Rhea Ripley and Nia Jax. Like, let's go. I thought this match it literally outkicked the coverage I had for it in my head. Um, Nia Jax came to play. Mm-hmm. She looked fantastic. Rhea is a star. Like she is, she's not the top woman in the company. She's borderline running on top person in the company. Uh, and the respect that she got in Perth, um, granted, they are playing fast and loose with hometown in WWE. Um, West Australia and South Australia are very different places. Um, but country I'm is very country. far apart. <laughs> yeah, country is country. Uh, and it was really cool to see like her family ringside. Um, and, and I thought the match was killer. Like, there was no fluff. I think that they really trimmed a lot of the fat out of the match. And everything they gave us made sense. Um, Marcus, I don't know how you saw it. But uh, for me, this is absolutely a must watch. This is absolutely a must watch. Um, both just as a match. Um, this felt like Hogan and Bundy. But like on like steroids which of course that match was on steroids but like this is on I mean, like it is the logical a higher step. quality of steroids you know <laughs> it's it, it's um, not out of the back of the it's not out of the back of a trunk this was a uh, medical grade yeah this is, this is high quality stuff um Nia Jax you know she she's come under a lot of fire since she's been back and she's really uh taken it and and turned it against people made it part of her character and her presentation and uh like you said she had her working boots on today um yeah she she came ready to play um also cool for her too because she is a native of australia right a lot of people don't uh, know so, that so to, so to see you know both women uh from australia main event the show was super cool um so shout out nia Jax. she definitely played a uh a, a big part of of the main event package and she needed to be that visible threat to such a dominant champion and um you know just a a a huge character like Rhea Ripley um who's you know towering in stature and presentation um but on to Rhea Ripley who we've really been on a journey with since we started this podcast as well you know when we first got started they had kind of stripped her down took away a lot of the things that made her special from NXT she was kind of losing her footing on the main roster uh, almost getting lost in the shuffle a bit. They'd really kind of broken her confidence, and you could just see in her in-ring work, she wasn't the same performer that she was going back to 2019 and 2020. Um, 
she goes away for a little bit. She re-debuts or, you know, comes back on TV as part of the Judgment Day. Uh, I think that was 2022. And since then, she has been unstoppable. Um, I think there's a strong case that over the last two years, um, just on the Raw brand, she has been a top two, maybe three at worst act. Um, and if you open it up to WWE, then she's definitely been a, a top three to five act this whole mm-hmm. entire time. Um, and you look at the names in front of her, Roman, Cody, maybe, you know, um, it is very close. Having gone to a couple live shows, the, um, the fanfare for Rhea Ripley and Cody Rhodes. And, you know, it's a, a one, a one B situation. Um, so she's been top dog on raw, uh, for a bit now and she has only gotten better and we're getting to see like a special thing, um, happened with LeBron James in sports. It's happened with Patrick Mahomes. It's happened within, uh, WWE with a guy like Randy Orton, uh, Charlotte flair. We're seeing somebody actually fulfill their potential. And, even supersede that potential Mm -hmm. and that is a rare thing for athletes in any sport especially wwe uh where things can be finicky at best um she's maintained that man and she's only grown as a performer and um it was cool to see her in this babyface role in australia uh closing out the show um and it confirmed what I had thought, and we've talked about uh, with a couple of our friends. Um, if they went with a tag match for WrestleMania, and if some chance the WWE title was not defended, it's going to be more than okay. Because unlike other years, now you've got this bona fide superstar in Rhea Ripley, who genders be deed. She is a world champion. You can take the women's label off of it. She is a world's champion, mm-hmm. period. And without question, without it being an act of charity, without it being an equal thing, no. She is deserving of main eventing WrestleMania this year. Yep. Night one, night two, whatever night you want to call it. She is that over. She is that good. This reign has been that good. And her and Becky... Great match, good match. Don't really care. Um, it is the t- it's the biggest match that they can make on the raw side of things. And usually, whenever your booking lines up like that, you've done a really good job. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that. And uh, you know, we'll get to how Becky got there. I uh, guess in a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think you kind of you, you put the cart a little before the horse, but that's perfectly fine. Like Rhea Ripley is deserving of the main event spot, regardless of who her challenger is leading into WrestleMania. But it does not hurt that the person on the other side of her challenging for the women's world championship is one of the first three women to ever headline a WrestleMania. Uh, Becky two belts herself, regardless of how you, you view Becky Lynch in the present it is hard to deny her her overness and her stature in the WWE. 
Um, she lost her way a little bit during that big time Bex. Uh, but now that she has gone fully back into the man, um, all kudos to Booker of the Year Triple H. Um, <laughs> you know, um, it, it is it is gonna it'll be uh, it's gonna be a throwdown for sure because when 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 the lights are on super bright and the matches truly matter. Not to say that certain matches don't, but when the the brightest of bright lights are on and there's a marquee match, even if you look into the resume from last year. Becky and Trish was way better than anybody thought it should have been. Becky and Tiffany Stratton from NXT was Mm -hmm. so much better than anyone ever expected. And then you put Becky in there with pound for pound, the best superstar in the WWE. Um, You put them two against each other with the the passion that both of them have for what they do. It, it just has to be, it has to be, it has to work. It has to be good. Um, even if you play the player comp, right. Of Rhea, it's a lazy player comp, but if you play the Rhea player comp to Charlotte, for example, Becky, some of Becky's best matches are one-on-one against Charlotte and Rhea, Rhea is a more, I would say, uh, she is a stronger, equally as athletic, dominating presence in the ring. Becky will be just fine. That match is going to rule night one main event headline. Or no, because it's going to be, the the main event's going to be, if there's a woman's main event, it's probably Bailey EO. Um. For for the room for the rumble, like, gotcha. Okay. Right, like that's all. We'll I'm see. Thinking. They get. It's cool that there's some legitimate options. Right, there 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 was last year, and a lot of people got in a lot of stink over. Well, Charlotte and Rhea should have main evented, and then they ended up giving night one to Sammy and Kevin versus the Usos, which, in retrospect, right call. Not to mm. take anything away from that women's match at WrestleMania, but KO and Sammy versus the Usos was special. It was it was head and, head and shoulders above. It had a lot more meaning, a lot of more juice in the squeeze, so to speak. Um, but that's enough of talking about the past, or, ta- or at least the, the farthest past. Let's talk about the most recent past. Marcus, is there anything that you've got that's must watch or must skip that you want to bring up? Uh, I'll say must skip. I thought was the talkie segment. <laughs> um, there is a Grayson Waller effect. Um, very long Cody Rhodes entrance. Very long Seth Rollins preamble. Um, a lot of dialogue. I didn't really feel like anything happened. I just feel like this was another. It was a better background to get the clip of Seth saying, you know, I'll be your partner or I'll be your backup. That just what it felt like it was like, they, they basically wanted to shoot it in like a different, <laughs> a different setting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we got a little bit of development maybe with uh, Austin theory and Grayson Waller. If that tickles your fancy, um, I'll say it the interesting not. development there. The only thing that's interesting for me about it is when they put theory and Waller together, 
it kind of felt clearly like, okay, Waller's getting over a bit and he knows how to get heat. Let's strap him up with theory. So like theory can kind of siphon that heat and it kind of worked, I think. And, but Waller is kind of entertaining within the parameters of WWE. He knows how to, you know, do that promo style. Um, you can call him Australian Miz. Um, you're not entertaining enough. You're going to get over. And so if this was a split of the tag team, you know, throwing them on a kickoff, um, one of the nights of WrestleMania, fine, you know, but they could also just patch things up on SmackDown. Yeah. Another part of the talky bit that you did not mention was Cody outright uh, challenging the rock to a one-on-one match anytime, anywhere. If you're a betting man, Marcus, where's that one-on-one match happen? Where it should happen is WrestleMania, but um, where does it happen? What if it I'm happens curious. night one? I'm thinking what if it happens in France? You think if you think you think Dwayne's going to to Paris? Big brain here. Let's say Cody wins the title at WrestleMania. No. If <laughs> if WWE is good at one thing, it's recognizing that you can't go from like an A to a B. You need to go from like an A to an A and then level off. Instant flashbacks of like Roxena from 2012. What happens right after Roxena? They bring back Brock Lesnar to face Cena. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of similar things with Rock Austin 3. What's next? Goldberg. Right. It feels like this might be a situation where you do Cody versus Rock at backlash um it'd be huge um yeah man the i don't know i don't know if you can wait super long you might lose attention yeah to me when you say anytime anywhere especially if you're doing this bloodline story doesn't it make sense for the bloodline to stack the deck and like Mm -hmm. make cody work twice and like Make Cody face the rock at night one. Have the rock beat Cody night one. Like put the doubt in people's minds going into night two. And then Cody Roman night two. What? If you're going to do it. You should, you should do it all in the same night. (laughs) See, if you have two nights of mania, like we, we talked about this on our other show, final wrestling place, check it out. Available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Just search for Final Wrestling Place Podcast. Um, But we talked about loosely how Cody Rhodes is kind of turning into Daniel Bryan, WrestleMania 30. Mm -hmm. If you do it in one night, it becomes Daniel Bryan. He's fighting the authority. He's fighting the championship, except the authority is the bloodline. Triple H is the rock. And then Roman Reigns is Randy Orton and Batista combined. 
Um, yeah. Which I think is a fair assumption. Um, mm-hmm. But you have two Knights of Mania to play with. I feel, I feel giving the 24 hour split between Cody Roman or Cody rock and Cody Roman. If it takes place that way, um, you give the 24 hour split. It doesn't make Roman look horrible. If the rock beats Cody and then Cody beats Roman, where if it's the same night and Cody pulls the I tore my peck I'm gonna beat Seth Rollins with one arm what is that gonna do to Roman like Cody I I I have bought into a lot of the nightmare narcotic I believe in Cody Rhodes but uh you think it's possible to do a triple threat what now I think it's possible to do a triple threat rock Roman Cody Mm -hmm. (sighs) mm-hmm maybe but then again, like we've talked about this before, we've talked about it with other people on the no so star making guy making performances in the WWE do not happen in non one on one matches. Like Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 30. I think his star making his star making performance was really at SummerSlam over Cena. That Agreed. was his that was his breakthrough. Yeslemania is just kind of his crowning. The soft launch was SummerSlam, and then they fully opened the building at WrestleMania until it closed down to health inspections. And uh but then he came back at 31 and then it happened again. Um but I don't think Cody I don't think Cody comes off as 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 crazy as this sounds. Cody beating the Rock and Roman Reigns at the same time in the same match, I think, sounds awesome. Does less for Cody than if he just beats Roman one on one. Because I think the Rock should, uh, I think Roman should smash and stack them, but um, it's it's our allegiances are made clear. It's subtraction by addition. Correct. Yeah. Like you're taking away from Cody by adding the rock because in a triple threat, I was just, I don't disagree. I was just wondering because like they, they're still putting coals on that fire of Mm -hmm. rock and Cody, which I still think is their hottest feud to do and their biggest match to do. It's the one that feels the most personal. It's the one that feels, you know, the hottest right now. Mm -hmm. Well, the next, because you have, the real life aspect of, or at least the, um, the perception of right. the real life aspect of what people think they know of. Right. Oh, Rock just tried to get in the match, and nobody knows, you know, exactly what happened. Even week to week, Meltzer is changing his story. Par for the course, brother. So. But um, <laughs> uh, if there is anything we're gonna find out, it's gonna be March third. Or March 1st, excuse me. March 3rd is the night that we all cry many tears of sorrow because Sting's retiring. Um, But March 1st is The Rock's return to SmackDown. They've already announced it. They've they've announced it weeks ahead of time. So that's probably going to be where we hear where The Rock first addresses Cody. Um, By that point, we'll be 30... 
will be 35 days away from night one of WrestleMania. Uh, so who's to tell? Um, at least, but at least from from everything The Rock has said on other interviews and other places, he's getting in the ring. He's wrestling. Yeah. He pretty There's much too much smoke to the fire. He's pretty much outright said it on the Pat McAfee show. Like he is training. He is getting in the ring. He is going to wrestle. Who, when, where? Those are the thinking words that we're saying to get to where we're going. Um, must watch for me as well. Uh, it goes back to our first must watch. I think the women's elimination chamber was really good. You didn't like it. Oh man. I liked one part of the match, which was, I thought Tiffany Stratton, um, again, I guess thrown around a lot star making performance. Um, but to take her to a different country, somewhere she has not had the chance to to be in front of, and for her to do you know that performance, yada yada yada, the the spot off the chamber, the moves or whatever, it's like her entrance music hit, and it's not a pop of like oh everybody's over because Australia is happy for WWE. She has clearly, I think, connected with a large portion of the audience very quickly. Mm-hmm. It it was it was not a star making performance, but it was definitely a statement making performance. Yes. That yes. Tiffany Stratton is a WWE caliber women's competitor. She yes. can take any of them. She can take all of them. She belongs. And it's only going to bolster her in that division in the months to come. Like, I don't think she smells the title anywhere soon, but Tiffany Stratton is really on that Seamus trajectory. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or who's another person who like debuts and then gets into money in the bank and like immediately wins money in the bank. Like Del Rio. Del Rio. Like someone who, someone who makes an impact very early and then like finds a way to get the opportunity through money in the bank. And then like Tiffany wins the title off money in the bank. That would be one of the best uses of money in the bank we've had in a long time, considering that most other uses we've had are with people who have been multiple time world champion winning money in the bank and it just being a different way to get us to the vehicle of, of transferring the title from one person to the next. Um, yeah, but I, that I was like perfectly the, said statement yeah, statement. statement. She's here. Um, I think you can forget about the NXT label. You can forget about the new label. She's here. Let's act like she's been here and she's going to be here moving forward. And like you said, I think that money in the bank briefcase might as well have her name on it. Right. Um, but on other side of like the matches, like I like the, the, um, the gaps in the armor of the EST. She's looking mm. extremely human, which I like because I it, think that that's so going to add, it's going to add wrinkles and layers to the character. At some point, is she going to get frustrated enough that she turns heel or does she find a way to persevere? 
And now what does her dance card look like for WrestleMania? Please. I hope it's not her versus Liv Morgan, but <laughs> you're being that's your favorite wrestler. <laughs> But um, oh gosh, right? I'm sorry about that group chat, man. <laughs> please stop. I, I wish I could take it off, oh, but it's stop. so bugged. Um, but I think that the the storytelling with Bianca is very was very good, which made it like she was the last person in the chamber, and she gets eliminated by Liv, like just caught off guard, rolled up. Uh, I think that's I think that's a solid story they told. Um, I you partnered that with the Tiffany Stratton story, and it was the first time that like a lot like everybody in the match I felt for some had more stakes than others. But there's been times in this elimination chamber where you look and you go, ah, it's these two and these other four are filler. In this chamber match, I looked. Naomi could have done the thing. Becky could have done the thing. Mm-hmm. Raquel mm-hmm. a little less than others. Tiffany a little less than others. Bianca for certain could have been there. And who was the sixth? I'm trying to remember. Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan, who even though she's already reached that that apex and and like got her title run. We've completely forgotten about that, and she's got to overcome again. Um, even though she like has like the highest success rate against Ronda Rousey in WWE, um, oh, you know. Yeah, but, I'm I'm Liv Morgan out. Um, I am I too, but she's she's been the same character since 2019. But that's she, she, I'm I'm you know, good luck to her. Um, but Bianca, I would, I bet, I bet, I bet they wish they maybe did things a little bit differently. And maybe Tiffany Stratton's the one who eliminates Bianca. And then Tiffany Stratton's the one who gets uh, manhandled, slammed or whatever by Becky. Mm-hmm. And she's the last one. I think that would have been really, really good. Right. Um. There, I don't think there's any... There is no untapped potential. There is no more money in the banana stand of Liv Morgan. I think you got the money in the bank win. You got the successful cash in. I think I think you've hit the ceiling. Right. But For with sure. Tiffany Stratton, <laughs> you've you've got a dude. <laughs> you to like quote, you've got to quote sports, like you got a guy. Like you've got you you've got a blue chipper here. Um, you've got a serious player. So, um, I would have liked to seen that done a little bit differently. Um, the other, um, I'm gonna give a must skip to the tag match. I don't know how you felt about it. I guess I was surprised to see Finn and uh, Damian priest retain. Um, and there was no money in the bank shenanigans. Um, so that was kind of like, Hmm. Okay. But I mean, it was a really good match. It was hard fought. It ate up a good portion of the show. Mm-hmm. Did all the things I think you expected it to do. I think it met every expectation I had. Um, it just, you know, if, if a great tag match is your thing that you want to, you know, watch for twenty plus minutes or so, 
but I don't think you're missing anything by skipping it. It's, it's definitely a great match, but I don't think you're missing anything by skipping it. Yeah. Um, I don't know where else we're going to talk about this. Um, new catch Republic. That's what we got for Pete Dunn, Nora son and, and Tyler Bate. I just, uh, if, if my nitpick, my first nitpick is the name of the team. Uh, Thank thank goodness it's not team fill in the blank, but we got <laughs> we got to work on something for New Catch Republic. Um, well, I wonder if the naming was uh, um to set up potentially like a rivalry with the NXT group if they get called up. The what is that group called? I uh, forget what it is. The it's, No Quarter Catch Club or something. Yes, like that? yes, that's it. Yep, yep. I'm gonna do a journalism while. Meanwhile, Logan Logan is just screaming at his podcatcher. Logan Cross just screaming. It's this. Check out what's NXT or what's next on the quadipods. Uh, yeah, no quarter catch crew. I had it right. I watch I watch videos on Twitter because I'm not a cop. I'm not going to call it X. Um. So all that's left for us to talk about really is men's money in the bank. Or elimination Chamber, pal. Or sorry, sorry. I talking Tiffany Stratton to Money in the Bank. Got my brain, yeah. my gears changed. Um before we talk about the match itself, I wanna ask this. Bobby Lashley is in this match. Big Bob. Big Bob. And he's like first eliminated? Mm-hmm. Why couldn't this spot have gone to Bronson Reed? Bronson a, loses it's a, it's to Bob Lashley to go to to not be in this. And like, I don't want to pander to the Australian crowd, but big Bronson Reed's an Australia guy. Put him in the chamber. Especially if Big Bob's just gonna like lose, yeah. First, that doesn't do Bob any favors. I'd rather yeah, him. You're not get, wrong. I'd rather him get beat up by the Final Testament and not make the chamber, and then give us some give us some juice heading into Mania, and give Bronson Reed the spot to go in there and like do some big boy stuff. Throw some meat on some people and then call it a day. Yeah. No, you're not wrong there. Right. It, it could it could have went to Bronson Reed. Um, you know, you got Australians all over the card. You got them. Uh, it's a nitpick. The, yeah, the pre-show nitpick. match, the kickoff show. Yeah. But yeah, you could you could have got Bronson Reed in there. Uh, I'm not mad at it. Um, but we did get two, or well, I guess three, major developments out of this chamber match. Um which I thought was kind of standard fare until we got to like the finishing stretch or so. Um, and that's where, for my opinion, um, for my money, Randy Orton's like a super duper upper, upper echelon WWE superstar. Mm-hmm. Um, like he pulled this on his back, uh, not to say that other people weren't doing their part. Everybody did their part. They did great. But Randy Orton just selling his back in this match um, had me sucked in. 
And I had no doubts about Drew McIntyre winning this match. Um, but Randy Orton made me doubt. <laughs> right. And, you know, you were talking about the things that are lined up for WrestleMania. We all had a thought of where certain pieces were going to line up for WrestleMania. I don't think anybody had thought that possibly we were going to get Logan Paul, Randy Orton at WrestleMania. But with all the little nuances and little angles they've put in um, with Drew taking his spot as the other contender for the world heavyweight championship uh, to face Seth Rollins um, plus the Roman or the, the Randy Logan Paul stuff mm-hmm. and the AJ Styles, LA Knight stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, there's a lot of like upper mid card stuff that's getting plugged in right now. Looking real good. Um, do you think that Logan Paul match ends up being like a triple threat? Um, I, hmm. With Kevin? Hmm. With KO? I was going to say no. I figured they'd peel Kevin Owens off. To, um, to who? We're running out yeah, of partners. You know, who we really are. Really are. Um, I don't know if you can do the last second KO and Sammy versus, but you've already done KO and Sammy versus Judgment Day. Mm-hmm. Feels like a step down. Yes. Um, feels like a makeshift. Um, so, yeah, maybe that's where you get your triple threat. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Um, because there's still a lot of also there's a lot of love lost still, or there's no love lost yeah. between KO and Logan. Yeah. So it feels like that's not wrapped up yet. It feels like we're getting started with uh Orton and, and Logan Paul. It does feel like a big money match on its own too. Um, but having it be a triple threat match also isn't the worst thing. No, not at all. Um, but men's money in the bank, is that must watch or must skip for you? Or sorry, um, elimination chamber, not money in the bank. I I would say it's a must skip. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was good. Like again, it's it's not bad. Randy Orton, I thought had like a, a career selling performance. Um, it's just uh, nothing I didn't expect happened. Like right, it was chalk. Uh, sometimes chalk is good. Chalk is fine. Um. But yeah, it was it was just that. So for uh, sure, that's everything, man. Short short card. MVP. Rhea Ripley got to be. Has to be Rhea Ripley, but uh, that that kind of nail puts the nail in the coffin for us. Uh, be sure to follow everything we do on the North South Connection. Uh, North South Connection on your podcatcher of choice. Um, Everything drops, everything drops audio and there's some video feeds. There's also some video exclusive things over on our YouTube. Uh, So subscribe to the YouTube, uh, ring that notification bell, search for the North South Connection. Also check us out on TikTok um, as well. Um, Ryan and JT are doing the Lord's work going through every WrestleMania match ever. Uh, they're, they are, they are running through it so fast, uh, but they've got a lot of time to make up. We got WrestleMania right around the corner. They're going to make it. They're professionals. 
Uh, but check out everything on the No So. Um, we appreciate you listening to us. If you want to follow us on social media, you absolutely can. At Not the Toolman for me, at the Wrestling Speakeasy for Marcus. If you know, you know. At TNM Shows on Twitter. Um, just for everything we do, including our other show, Final Wrestling Place, uh, drops every week on YouTube and your podcatchers of choice. Um, we will not be here for Evolution because, again, we got another hang. Uh, and uh, brother and I are gonna go try to make some money before, and we don't want to bring That's any right. uh, we don't want to bring any crying tears into the podcast on top of Sting's uh, farewell. But things are things are positive, things are looking up, and we thank you so much for listening to Viewers Choice uh, here on the North South Connection. And regardless of whatever you think, whatever we think, uh, always remember the choice is yours. See you